on the Zoom, I can listen to your entire conversation later. Yep. <laughs> it's literally about how my doctor thinks I'm fat and doesn't want to help me. So I talked listen. about how like I threw up in the crack of a window in the car one time. We are the classiest humans on the fucking planet and Olivia is in her closet. And then both of us talked about how we were drunk and somebody wrote on our bodies and then later somebody saw it. Oh, neat. <laughs> Have we started this episode? We may have just started this episode. <laughs> I have to say this because you have not even heard the story. <laughs> there was one time where I was, I was at a friend's bachelorette party. And to condense things a little bit, we took a shuttle out to bars, made friends with like this birthday party of ladies. And then we get back to the hotel and I was feeling pretty fucked up. So I took a nap and I woke up with a big bitch on top of me. It was me. I'm ready. <laughs> And she was writing Sharpie on me. And I was like, what the fuck off me? So I got up and I like got my bearings. I went to bed, woke up very hungover the next day. And then I had to go apartment shopping with my mom and my sister. I'm at Walmart and like I bend down to get this microwave off of like a bottom shelf. And my shirt kind of rides up in the back. And my mom's like, who's Ryan? This girl's name is Ryan. And she wrote, Ryan is here on my back like a tramp stamp. <laughs> Ryan, if you're out there, basicsnitches at gmail.com. What's up? What, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Why did you mount me and write on my ass? <laughs> this is Basic Snitches. I'm Adam. What's your name? I'm Tara. I'm Olivia King. Olivia P. We are discussing Chapter 32, Flesh, Blood, and Bone, baby. And it is sadly not kinky. Wait, uh, I really we'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll try real hard. (laughs) We'll try our damnedest. I feel like Daddy V could get down. Daddy V, is that me? (laughs) I said Daddy V. Who's Daddy V? I thought she said Daddy. Oh yeah, that guy. I thought she said she said Daddy V. I feel like that he would be like into really hard BDSM. (laughs) That's how Delphi came into the world. Right. Yeah. Elfie? Are you trying to weird romance again? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> I have drank maybe a bottle and a half wine, and Olivia King brought over this. You were drinking my Rose Apothecary. That's cup. right. Apothecary? Apothecary. In the lay of a picturesque ridge lies a small and pretentious winery that cares for its wines like its own babies. For I don't Christmas, know. Christmas, Adam bought me this rose apothecary. Apothecary. What did you say? Can that, I say that has to go on the episode? It's going in. It's going in. Slithering in there. <laughs> she got puns, and puns are one of the cornerstones of this podcast. I got, I got closeted puns. <laughs> I'm in a closet. So I have a really funny story. My sister came to visit a couple weeks ago. And so I lit my apartment is literally on the basement floor. You have to go down a set of stairs to get to my apartment. So I named my Wi-Fi the cupboard under the stairs. Yes, Mm -hmm. girl. And so my sister came to visit me and like I went to campus for class and she texted me. She's like, hey, what's your Wi-Fi? And I was like, oh, it's the cupboard under the stairs. She was looking for a cupboard under stairs. She's like, there's no stairs in your apartment. Where (laughs) is this cupboard? It's Harry Potter. Oh, (laughs) my. My God. Michaela, I love you, but you're dumb. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't say what happened in the next episode because she got up and someone says more puns. I'll tell more stories. So a couple weeks ago, we learned how to do ear examinations and like use a little like otoscope to look in someone's ear. I went in and came back out. That's what he said. Um, But my partner was like, oh, so like, did you see everything? And like, obviously there's like a ton of earwax. And I was like, ah, alas, earwax. 
went right yeah. over his head. He's like, yeah, so there's earwax. And I'm like, do you do birdie pots? Earwax. You need m- new people in your life. Just as you said that, I realized I ate some brie that also looks like earwax. Ah, I realized that it was delicious. Brie. Who won? Okay, so chapter 31, third task, winner, loser. Who do you think? I can tell that you are fucked up and you are trying to be classy and I appreciate it. I know that I'm not classy, so let's just be clear here. The loser of chapter 31. I have a really hard time with this. It's Amos Diggory. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he, be, he be coming for a 14-year-old yeah. and that's really hard because we all know what's coming. That aside, I just hate the way he treats a child. I get there's playful banter there. There really is, but mm. also it's too far. It's too far, don't you think? It's too far. I like, would go so far to say it's not playful. It's not, but he thinks it is. It's and delicious. Shots were fired. He's 14. Malicious banter is my new drag are, name. It's he's not. got 16 new drag names on this show. My real drag name is Belinda China Shop. Great. I'm <laughs> I thought it was malicious banter. I <laughs> Malicious banter. I also do not understand why there's not a drag ring out there named Emma Royds. Hey there, my name's Emma Royds. That's not a good. That's no. not a good accent. Was that? Was that oh, yeah. Emma, my name's Emma Royds. There you go. Like somebody give her some A and Yeah, that's right. Get yourself some talks. <laughs> the winner of chapter thirty-one is obviously Harry and Cedric. Yes. Are they then? Are they? <laughs> yeah. If we end the fucking book at chapter 31, yes. <laughs> if they take the port key and it takes them to a Disneyland classroom. Disneyland. And we I have like, I feel like the goblet should be the winner. Or the Sphinx. Like, the goblet's like, oh fuck you. Or the fucking Sphinx should the be the Sphinx winner. Sphinx is amazing. Everyone loves it and everyone wants to fuck it. So right. the Sphinx should or be Mary. the winner. <laughs> Ooh, our DoorDash is coming with our pizza. Cool. <laughs> Who wrote a thing? I wrote a thing. Now, Olivia so wrote a thing to Olivia, Olivia King to say, yeah, just Olivia give it to me and I'll read it. I can always send it to but you. Just too. give it to me right now and I'll read it off well, of your phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows this. I'm drunk. Okay. I'm sure that would be. Oh, that's a titty. Can you scooch over just a titty bit? <laughs> She's butter buzz. Did you say? Do you... we want to read it in a British accent? <laughs> you read however you, you want. want. <laughs> It turns out the Triwizard Cup is a porky. We left chapter 31 with Harry and Cedric grabbing the cup together and Harry feeling a jerk behind his navel. <laughs> Whether that's the porky or Cedric's devilishly good looks, we may never know. Hashtag Hedrick, anyone? While this isn't Cedric and Harry's first time traveling by porky together, it will be their last. That's right, folks. Grab your puffs and plus tissues. This one's gonna hit you right in the fields. The pair land in a graveyard far, far away. That's right. We're not in Hogwarts anymore, kids. Thinking this is an additional part of the task, the two arm themselves as a hooded figure approaches. However, when they see the figure is carrying what looks like a swaddled baby, they let their guard down. A rookie mistake. Then, plot twist, Harry's star begins to seal with pain. Bet you didn't see that one coming. This one would have been an excellent cue to try the ball key, or for Cedric to take a stab at side of apparition. But being that we're working with a Hufflepuff and a Gryffindor, no such logic was used. Word. 
The baby orders the figure to kill the spare. And with a flash of green light, the pride and joy of Hufflepuff House is dead. Is in the dining room right now. Stephen Witten. Woo! But not to worry, my dear Puffs and Diggory fans, Cedric returns in his own four-part spin-off series as a vampire who was an obsession <laughs> who has an obsession with roll-on body glitter and poor taste in women. Meanwhile, in the graveyard, Harry is tied to a tombstone that reads Tom Riddle, and the puzzle pieces start to fall into place. We discover that the hooded figure is dun da da da. Skinny Dick, also known as Wormtail, Filthy Vermin, and the baby is Voldemort in the fetus-like flesh. <laughs> we come to find that the key to Voldemort's return to power is a grow-your-own-villain kit. Simply add bone of the father, unwilling given, blood of the enemy forcibly taken, and flesh of the servant willingly given to a cauldron of water. Place your Voldy baby into the pot and watch him grow to full size before your eyes. It's so simple, even a rat can do it. The Dark Lord returns to full size and our chapter comes to an end. It's like one of those pills. You know what I'm talking about? Those pills that become foam dinosaurs? They I love those. those. I have those. Those like expandable dinos that you put mm -hmm. in the water and they grow. They do it in Sabrina. Yeah. You do a grow your own boyfriend. With wax. Some of them finding your own boyfriend. Serious. The piece is here. It came while I was reading. I just need to acknowledge that Steve just put that fan towards us. And he is a honorable gentleman because. <laughs> I, I have said a hundred times, Steve is the greatest person on this fucking planet. I, and we don't deserve him. Thank like, you, Steve. I, I think my voice acting changed in the middle because <laughs> of that. air. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, how Harry and oh. Cedric like love affair approach at the end. I was just like, that's why I got so excited when I read yours. Cause I was like, oh my God, I've literally played off of this at the beginning of mine. <laughs> but oh, I also yeah. totally ship a Harry and Cedric like moment. Oh, Cedric. Cedric had, had to die. Upon I'm entering the cemetery, thinking it's still the first desk. Like, I love how they're just like, oh, this is just part of the... Well, kind of. Cedric's like, hey, maybe we should raise our wands. Right. He's like, mm -mm. That's something that really is the differentiation between Harry, the fourth year, and Cedric, Cedric. the seventh year. Yeah. Because Cedric's like, wands at the ready, eh? And Harry's like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel like also... Just in general, since we've seen them use the port key before, using the port key, we already know it's very disorienting yeah. for Harry. Yeah. And the movie does this beautiful job of showing that Cedric knows how to use a port key. I don't really know how much I trust that because this movie is bullshit. By riding a bicycle onto the ground. Right? I'm like, right? what is bullshit? Did Mark die. Williams over here, he is still getting royalties as Arthur Weasley. So whatever. <laughs> I think that what you said was really important is just when you grab that cup, it's like crossing the finish line in a race you think that it's over so you grab this cup and you're like this should be the end right nope can you imagine that if it was a continuation of the third task and i was like surprise now you have to do xyz <laughs> you have to face voldemort <laughs> <laughs> well guess what harry has to do voldemort's like i'm just gonna kill this bitch yes well pretty much the next thing that happens is the whole kill despair thing the fact that it's said that way is so drastic just the spare he's extra he doesn't matter he is 
so unfortunate because it's Cedric and we have established how much of a, a gentleman he is, especially the conversation at the end of the last chapter, like we talked about, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like that's the moment that it flips from YA to adult, not necessarily adult, but like we're getting into the difference between YA and adult books. Yeah. I have that run too. So I was texting Ashley about this chapter because I'm always torn. People will ask you like, what is the most upsetting death in the series for you? Spoiler, there's one at the beginning of book seven that I think is the worst. But also, yes. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) But this is easily up for debate. I think that Cedric's death is so senseless. It's monumental. It hurts. Mm -hmm. Well, it hurts because of what we said in the last episode about how Harry and Cedric decide to do it together. Whereas Harry could have been selfish and taken it and Cedric wouldn't have died. Versa. Right, exactly. Mm. Like, could you have imagined if they got to this point and Cedric had been like, mm, this is mine, bitch. And then he just dies and what happens? Like, he just disappears. We, yeah. we wouldn't have story. Like, yeah. we, that's we wouldn't have story, yes. Also, just because this whole book, we've watched Cedric be such a good guy. And their friendship grow. Because, like, they didn't know each other to start off. They easily could have been, like, good friends after this. Cedric's death just hurts because it didn't need to be. So one thing I want to say, and I'm so glad I made the decision to text Ashley this morning and say that to her. Because she said to me, it didn't need to happen. Like, why didn't Voldemort, who's so fucking powerful and smart, he thinks... Just send this rando back to fucking Hogwarts with because magic. it's not Voldemort's way. Yeah, this is Voldemort. This one, he's he literally is the kind of person who doesn't care who he kills, and that's the whole point. Yeah, this is so life changing for Harry. Everything that happens to him in the next two chapters, this is the worst. I'm feeling guilty about it because like it's tech because of him. So for three and a half books, Voldemort is an idea. We get a little bit of him in the first book, but it's yeah. just a touch. And this senseless murder is the first time that you actually get to see the type of person that he truly is and his intention and his belief. There's someone else here that it has nothing to do with my plans. Get rid of him. And in our minds, yeah, that's who Voldemort is. We've believed that of him for three and a half books. But now the actions inform the belief. And so the actions now it's like line real. up. Yeah, it's more real. It's such the like actions speak louder than words like when you first read about the death of lily and james you don't cry about it mm-hmm. when you read the death of cedric i cried absolutely and it's very sudden he was dead it was like, like you don't whoa. see it coming i feel like because of this scene it makes the other deaths later on not as surprising it's like the path mm-hmm. that they're on right now this is like how voldemort is and what it is like to live in a time of his terror and reign cedric is it's I mean, the innocent i don't think it would have hurt us as much if it were Fleur or Crumb, but it could have easily been one of them. Like, that's where Cedric sat on our radar. They wouldn't have shared the cup if it was any Right, exactly. But we have these little extra moments where Harry and Cedric talked about the dragons, and they talked about the egg in the bath, and you saw... Egg? Exactly. You you just saw Cedric being the Hufflepuff that he is. So anyway, Cedric is dead. It's very sad. (laughs) The other big thing is the scars pain in this moment and seeing baby Voldy and kind of like the connection of those. We need to make sure we think about Olivia. 
Olivia P has to leave a little bit early. I do. Studying. But, so <laughs> that means you're going to hear more Olivia P later when we do Fuck, Mary Kill. Because you know she had to do Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes. Also, listeners, if you want to hear more Olivia P, we're going to go on a road trip to visit her in Central America sometime this summer. But that made it sound like we were going to fucking Dominican <laughs> Republic. <laughs> Central America. Guys, I had love. We're, we're, we're going to Missouri. <laughs> There's nothing exotic about this. She got an arch. We have, have a cornfield. It's fine. We have yep. a cornfield? Yeah, uh, the Field of Dreams. Have you never been to Eastern Iowa? Excuse oh, me. No one goes to Eastern I Iowa. I grew up in North Ridgeville. North Ridgeville is cornfields. We don't just got a cornfield. We got all of them. Lots of them. We have lots of those too here. Mm-hmm. We got half the McDonald's. Exactly. I don't know what they did with the other half. We came in the fall when the corn is the best. Okay, but if you went in <laughs> June, then I could meet you there. But I also really like Iowa sweet corn is the best. Fuck you, anyone who thinks Ohio sweet corn is the best. I'm not in Iowa. I can't wait to edit this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Can you like vanish with a bippy-ishness? It's a me, bippy. Bye. Wait, does bippy do like a rap or something? Oh my God, I did a rap as bippy. Yeah. Give me a beat. My name is BFB and I'm your best friend. I will be there for you to the very end. We'll go on so many damn fine adventures. And you can tell Blondo suck my dick cause I'm no longer indentured. Bippy, out. Where the fuck were we? I don't even fucking know. I yet. have literally no idea. Harry Scar hurts. Harry Scar hurts. As per usual, right? <laughs> But who's really bad because Voldemort's like there as a fucking fetus. He's like, drown, bitch. In the book, though, it says that it looks like a child. It doesn't say a fetus. The only reason that we say that is because of the, the movie. movie. Yeah. That's probably true. Although I still, when I'm reading it, I was like, that's a baby fetus. Like when I thought of it, I think as a kid. Like a meat fetus. That was not what I thought of as a it's kid. A, it's a fetus that's meat. <laughs> Technically, we're meat. Yeah. I am me and you are Technically, me. Technically, we're and all she is me and we are me together. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Cuckoo, cuckoo. That's something that scientists can't figure out is why we as molecules that I can't like pass my hand through you. Molecules. Because bitch, I lift. <laughs> <laughs> the scientists left. Now just us three dingle hoppers. Well, forks. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we are all utensils. Yeah. Uh, one of us is a knife, one I'm of us is a fork, fork, and one of us is a spoon. <laughs> I mean, more knives. She's a spoon. You're a knife or a fork, and I'm the. <laughs> I'm the fork. Are you? Yes, because when we say knife, we're talking about butter knife, and I'm not that. No, fancy we're not. Bitch. We're not trying to talk about butter knife. We're trying to talk about steak knife. You've seen Ariel. Yes, I have. What does that have to do with steak knife? That's it. Got all <laughs> the knives. That's only a steak knife. Harry cigar hurts. Harry's Harry cigar hurts for the third time. More than ever, <laughs> and his inner monologue is very intense. Because he is watching that bloody fetus go into that pot. And he's like, let it drown, let it drown. My question is, why doesn't he think that it's Voldemort? He probably I think he doesn't want to accept that it's Voldemort. Maybe that's what it is. It's never explicit that he's like, Voldemort! Oh, shit, bruh! Actually, if you look at page 743, (laughs) that's exactly what it says. (laughs) 
I think it's where Jizzy's going at. His scars are hurting more than ever. He's like, let that motherfucker drown. It's like that TikTok of that lady spraying wasps. And she's like, drown, drown. Skinny Dick is doing all the things. He's following a recipe and it's working out so far and he's for him. freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very unstable. He's like, this is the hardest cake I've ever made in my goddamn life. <laughs> Better be very moist. We'll see you next time when we cover chapter 33. He cuts his own hand off. Upwards. That's important, listeners, because wait till we get to the movie. Olivia was very offended. I was. The whole thing is that Skinny Dick and Fetus Boldy trap Harry against the Tom Riddle headstone. With ropes. With ropes. Not a fucking scythe. Where he's like, Oh, you're like, you are a skinny fucking bitch. Slide out of there. You have a little nugget. Your your head is not giant. You don't got problems. (laughs) Just get out of that. You ain't got a maxine. Yeah. In the book, Harry is literally watching Skinny Dick put together all these pieces Mm -hmm. to completely reverse the last 13 years of wizarding history. Mm -hmm. And he can't do anything. And it's also painful as fuck because Harry being near Voldemort means his scar hurts. And Cedric just died. Cedric just died. Well, and and he's in pain. And to a point of the last Mm -hmm. chapter, he just broke his leg. Yeah, that's a really fucking painful thing. I don't know if people talk about this enough even in fiction yeah i worked for Cleveland clinic for five years and i worked in surgery center for orthopedics for three years and i worked an outpatient i promise you zero people came in for any kind of surgeries on their broken legs because that is a painful ass surgery that needs to be done under serious heavy anesthesia downtown in a major hospital and i did not work in a major hospital that is a painful ass thing to go through yeah for a child who is now like having all this shit thrown at him oh my classmate died the Dark Lord is coming back. Oh, also this hurts. Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It, this chapter, while short, is intense. really intense. Very intense. Yeah. And thinking about it from Harry's point of view, holy shit. You had already said, Olivia, that this is where it goes from YA to adult. When he cuts his hand off... <sighs> Shit. Yeah. That is another moment where it's like, this is no longer for children. When people say the Harry Potter is a children's series, honey. The first three books, maybe. Precisely. The fourth book as a whole is just dives into more mature and, and dark yeah. subjects. The idea of being willing but to wow. cut your hand off in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. Let's take a minute to look at Guinea Dick. He literally could just <laughs> go run not. off. <laughs> I know, right? He literally could just run off and be a rat. So this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I want to talk about the upward cut. And this is why it was a big deal to me. Okay. So there is a legitimate difference between a downward cut and an upward cut. So you have gravity going with you when you do a downward cut and you do not have gravity going with you when you do an upward cut. It is far more painful to do an upward cut than it is to do a downward cut. Yeah, he probably had magic, but to do an upward cut, the hand is going to fall into the cauldron more correctly you don't have the worry of it like flying somewhere but it's going to yeah that's what I'm worried about when I'm doing my own hand I want my hand to be flying everywhere because seriously if you do a downward cut there's a very good possibility that you're going to like thump it a few times and then it's going to like fall into your body if you go upward and then you do it a few times it's going to clunk into that cauldron properly also going to take more time and it's going to be way more painful and more difficult to do 
do. Yeah. This is the most uncomfortable few minutes of the podcast. (laughs) The physicality of that, though, like to just. If I'm cutting my own hand off and it falls into my body, I would scream like a little child. Right. And so Skinny Dick was in Gryffindor, right? So we have to think about the fact there is a little bit of courage in him. Mm. Absolutely. That takes courage. And to be able to cut your own finger off first and then to cut your own hand off. Jesus Christ, you have to have gumption to be able to do that. And to do it in that manner is horrific. I mean, we hate him. He's terrible. He's one of the worst yeah, characters. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you said was really important is that there's a reason why he was in Gryffindor and not Slytherin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also the reason why he was friends with the other Marauders. Yeah. I don't think that he started out that way. I think that he was a person that found his troop of people and then found someone stronger. I cannot imagine, you know. Who can? She's a man. I mean, he should yeah. chopped off some dick. So. <laughs> right? He would have gone from skinny dick to no dick. That being dick said, Servant willingly given right? <laughs> I wonder how strong that would have made Voldy when he came back. It probably would have made him up. Voldy would be like, God damn, why'd you give me your dick instead of your arm, bitch? <laughs> that skinny dick energy. <laughs> Because of what happens with Harry and Skinny Dick in the seventh book, Mm -hmm. this whole scene for Harry is literally him just watching everything unfold before his eyes and he can't do shit. And he's like, I told Sirius and Lupin not to murder this guy last year because I thought he was being a good person. And you know, Harry, you were. You were being a good person, but see what happened. And Dumble was even like, maybe it'll be good in the future. Mm." Well, Harry's like, bitch, I think the fuck not. Right? Right now Harry's like, "Uh, no. This is why when people are like, Dumbly knows everything. I'm like, Dumbly knows no shit. Eventually comes back. Harry saving Skinny Dick is very important in the future. That being said, do I think that Harry and Ryan could have gotten out of that without that shit? Right. They're determined motherfuckers. And it kind of negates any moments. There's a really interesting moment for a teenager of wishing something or someone to die. That I don't teenagers genuinely feel that way. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, I wish this person would, like, die. I wish mm-hmm. this, like, but I wish don't my think parents of, like, the would die. But, right. And this, I think, yeah. right, exactly. And I think that that's another moment that we, we talked about of YA versus adult books. Yeah. He's seriously wishing, let this thing drown. drown. There is no question of consequences. He understands death. He experienced it with his parents. He experienced it with Quirrell. He just experienced it with his friend. Mm-hmm. He knows what death is and he is wishing it upon this yeah. thing. To your point, like he subconsciously knows that it's Voldemort. Hope against hope. Please let this thing not exist and you end up wishing with him. His desperation to not hit that moment where we can't go back now. If this weird, creepy child feed this thing. I don't have to deal with this. The world doesn't have to deal with this. Cedric will be the last death of this. There's so much to that that I'm sure isn't going through Harry's mind. If he had a second to stop and think about it, it would be like this would be the end. I'm amazed by how fast this book goes from YA to adult. Yeah. Like, there was a moment in a previous chapter in this book where I was like, there's a clear, like, change. But this is even more severe. This is literally, like, a finger snap of a moment. In previous chapters, it's still a little YA. Even in, in the last chapter, yes, the tasks are dark and gruesome, but still a little childish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's some... I mean, I think the darkest thing that happens in this book up until this chapter is actually they're in a 
encounter with Crouch. I think that's the darkest. Mm-hmm. And in hearing that the history yeah. in the Pensieve, but also the interaction with Crouch, yeah, her rereading it or whatever, knowing what happens there until this chapter. Sorry to cross fandoms, but it's a little bit like reading The Hobbit versus reading The Lord of the Rings. Yes. yes. So that's a good example. Yes. I was going to mention Hunger Games. I've never read Hunger Games, just to be honest about it. But it I does. I couldn't get into Hunger Games. Feels like a very young adult series, but there's still this theme of death throughout. Yeah. That is one that I can relate a little bit more to Hobbit yeah. versus like actually what happened. Because you read The Hobbit and you're like, oh, it's light and it's fun and it's like it's there's stuff literally Bilbo goes on this adventure right. and, and he finds the answers he's looking for. And there's it's a dragon there's, and like it's goofy and it's fun. And then you're like, oh, the next well, books, they're going to be the same. And you read it and you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. Because what? There's like how many deaths in Hobbit versus I Lord think of the there's Rings? two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's no more like Bernie Bot's beans. There's no more right. Norbert. Harry's over here just trying to be a fucking kid. I have nephews who are 16, 17, and then I have another nephew who's 13, who's about to be 14. And like I think about my nephews trying to go through all of this. I just became an uncle. Yeah. My niece is a month old at this oh, point. Yeah. And I even think about her. I'm not cut out to be a parent because like <laughs> I'm thinking about this stuff. I couldn't even hold her because I'm like nervous. Like I don't want to be able to drop her. Are you kidding yeah. me? So I think of that stuff even just as a new uncle. And that's nothing I've ever felt except having yeah. parental bone in my body. It's a lot. It's a lot. And while this is a very short chapter, I just think of how much it is taken. This is, I think, a transition chapter. Yeah. I think oh, you're 100. right. Literally, this chapter is Harry observing Skinny Dick, putting together this thing that he doesn't really have a choice to do. And now he has no choice to go yeah. back. He can't go back to being a safe little rat living with the Weasleys or finding another fucking wizarding family, which is what he fucking should have done you dumbass idiot what if he like hunted that fetus into the woods you're not wrong like he literally had upper hand and he's so attached to the idea of power and someone stronger than him taking care of him that the next thing that happened for him had to be him bringing Voldemort back because that's a strength that he understands that he can fall under this umbrella of comfort and safety mm-hmm. that he literally cannot live without. We don't see him turn into a rat throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. You're correct. We don't. My wonder is even in the midst of insane turmoil, he never does. Snape treats him like shit, locks him away. Still, he doesn't turn into a rat and run away. Mm-mm. Why? Does he no longer have that ability? That's my wonder. Chopping off that hands. That's my Boom. consideration. Is You're like, no is did Voldemort take away his ability to be an Animagus? I wonder if it's his connections. He was a rat for what twelve years. Yeah. Did he change at all back to Peter Pettigrew? Maybe he had one last moment in him where he could do it, and that was a moment of life or death. So they turn him back into Peter in the third book. Wait. Someone else turned him back. He didn't turn yeah, himself back, and he turns himself back into a rat and gets away. So once he becomes a human again, when he's carting around Voldy, is he incapable of it anymore? Does he not have that kind of strength? We never see him do magic again. Fuck, Mary kill. We got two Olivia's. We got two fuck, Mary kill. Ooh. 
Double your pleasure, double your fun, double your something with double minka. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> do what? What did I do to I you? Know. I did worse things to you. I'm scared of this one. I'm excited. So the first one are three people in this chapter that we oh don't God. like. And oh those God. are Skinny Dick, Baby Voldy, and Nagini. <laughs> Girl, I'm oh, I'm saying, fucking oh, Nagini. I love Nagini. I'm fucking Nagini. Right? So everyone's I'm fucking Nagini. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna marry Nagini. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like she would be the most bearable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say something weird and controversial. We've been there. I feel like you're gonna say exactly what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna fuck Nagini. I'm gonna bleh, marry Skinny Dick. <laughs> no. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull a Snape and keep him in the basement, but I'm gonna marry him. <laughs> And, and then I'm gonna kill Valdi. Solid. Let me Patrick. <laughs> Solid as a rock. I hope this that is never. I hope I never love me. I hope I I don't like this. Uh, right, this is the worst. Well, the next oh, one's better. I'd marry Nagini also. Who are you gonna fuck? Mm -mm. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to interject here and say my answer is exactly the same. My answer is okay, also cool. exactly the same. Okay, cool. Skinny dick gotta die. Yeah. I might change my answer. I oh, you want to be the same dick. as all of us? Well, I'm just thinking about it because I do think that Voldemort would do some kinky shit. But I also am scared that he'd kill me in the middle of bucking. You should just have a switchblade in between your gum and your upper lip. Just pull lip. a Bellatrix on him. I don't know. I feel like I could <laughs> marry Skinny Dick and then keep him in the basement. And then whenever I need something, I'd be like, yo! What? <laughs> but he can turn into a rat. Yeah, I'd keep him on a chain. She can keep his wand. chain? Who yeah. wants to join my new band, Rat Chain? <laughs> so, yeah, my answers are the same. I'm vacillating between the two. Good word, vacillating. Well, I'm, a, I'm a slither claw. You are a slither claw. That's a sexy word. He's also a slither claw. <laughs> yeah. While we're on the subject of sexy things, let's get into the second one, Mary Kill. Read Q the music! Flesh, blood, and bone. The name of the chapter. Oh, <laughs> guys. Flesh, blood, and bone. Can we make our no, podcast more explicit than it already is? <laughs> like, I'm gonna go on to Captivate and be like, extra explicit. How do I make that happen? We're not that explicit. We would have to say so much worse. Right, we really would. <laughs> Olivia Petra, you have to go first. All right, I'd the bone. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Um, <laughs> Yo, grandma. I guess marry the blood. Grandpa. Kill the flesh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd fuck the blood. <laughs> and I. Oh. Tara knows what I'm killing. Everyone knows what I'm killing. <laughs> yeah. I would kill the flesh and I'd marry the bone. My fellow Gryffindor here, definitely the same. I'm gonna kill the flesh, marry the blood, and fuck the bone. Because whenever I think flesh, I literally think of like removing the skin from a person. Like me. That's gross. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, she's gonna be a doctor. You respect. Oh, that's true. Damn it. Universe like are cool. No, I'm not same thread. I get into my answers. My senior year of high school, the National Honor <laughs> Society went to the Great Lakes Science Center, and we had that body works exhibit, which were like yeah, cadavers. That was super cool. Ugh. 
I fainted twice <laughs> during the exhibit. You're not about those bodies. I want to go. I'm squeamish. I'm killing the blood. I am fully hemophobic. I don't like blood. I don't like needles. It took a while for the person who gave me my first COVID shot to get my arm to relax. So I was like, there's a needle and there's blood involved with that. I'm killing the blood. Who are you fucking marrying? Oh, this is hard to somebody who is quite asexual because do I want to fuck the bone or do I want to fuck the flesh? I feel like I'm going to fuck the flesh because it could be a flashlight and it's like, oh, I'm fucking a thing, but it's not really a person. So I'm going to marry the bone because maybe that bone has some meat on it. That's flesh. Literally meat is flesh. flesh. That's literally flesh. Oh my God. It's not going well for you. <laughs> We already talked about how he's not tied up with ropes. We already talked about how he doesn't cut up. He cuts down. You do. They get in this graveyard and huh. Cedric's just like, oh, I'm an idea. The, cu- the cup's a porky. The cup's a porky. Oh. It's, a, Robert real, it's a real good shot of Robert Pattinson. He looks hot as fuck in that scene. I am not attractive. It's Robert Pattinson. I don't think he's terribly attractive, but he's not unattractive. Like, I think I was like, look at you. Look, you look good in this I love you and I both said yeah. the opposite things. I agree with you, though. I completely disagree. He looks fine. But I he's also, he's like in the candle section Give me Target, a couple of years and then I'll be talking about how good Damon Radcliffe looks. But he's still a child in this fucking Wait, this is not a pedophilia podcast. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said, give me a couple of years. We'll talk about We'll have to wait until uh, the very he, end of the I, series where he's Daddy Potter. And he's like, you are named after two of the most brave people that I've learned. I, and he looks real weird. And he's it's, like, one of those people I named you after was a big fat dick. We hate <laughs> that guy, but I like him now. I even though I hated him then. What else in this movie? I that saw Daniel Radcliffe in Me Too. Cripple Finishman. Cripple Finishman? Yeah. What's Cripple Finishman? It's uh, so fucking. He was so fucking. Am good. I saying it right? Because yeah. it sounded like gibberish to Cripple me. Cripple of Inishman. Teresa yeah. Daniel Radcliffe and Cripple so Finishman. What else in this movie? They walk, they port key in, and immediately in the movie, it's like, Tom Riddle! It's immediately It's there. right there. Right and there. And that right is there. not the case in the book. And then Skinny Dick comes from this, like, hallway of Weird. fucking... Yeah, he was like, yeah. He- he literally makes the entrance. Hey, bitch, get that you didn't bet, get the, uh, it's Emma, one of the other Emmas in, in, in American Horror Story, which is like, oh. hey, bitch, bet you you're doing singing again. What? <laughs> he you know in, what I mean. He you comes I mean. in and it's like, here I am, bitch. You I'm here. Think I'd see you, you'd see me again? Yeah. Ah! So, wow, you said it perfectly too. Thank She's you. She's perfect. <laughs> bet you didn't think you'd see me again. Oh, that was good after that really good throat clear. I'm perfect. What are you doing? You shut up, you drunk drunk. (laughs) I would say that sober as fuck. Drunk, 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 drunk. (laughs) He comes out of this hallway of mausoleums. He's like, I'm here. I'm going to make some soup. Put the baby in the fucking pot. And then you know what that soup turns into? It turns into a meat person. And the meat person looks like a fucking alien. But also, Skinny Dick is like, I'm so confident. Look at how good I am in magic. That's so weird. And in the book, it specifically talks about how scared he is, Mm -hmm. how nervous he is. The text shows him stuttering. He's not like that in the movie. In the movie, the the actor's like, I know what I am saying. The fire comes on by itself. Right. The cauldron's already there. And in the book, he has to push the cauldron in. Mm -hmm. The fucking grave with the scythe just does it. He doesn't have to say an incantation or anything. And the reason that Harry can't do anything is because of his leg Mm. and because of the fact that 
his scar hurts. In the movie, this like scythe thing holds him up. That's where all the budget went. That's why we don't have a fucking sphinx in the last episode. God damn it. the budget went to David Bradley. <laughs> Running down the hallway, shooting off cannons. Ready Anyone. for me when I do Game of Thrones and I kill Rob Stark. Spoiler. Stop being a gamer. We are. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Had they portrayed Skinny Dick as being a more nervous, scared character, instead of being like this super confident person mm-hmm. that then like ran off into the corner at oh, the end, afterwards? he like runs away. And you're like, why are you running away? You were so confident through all of this. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Master. It's also just a waste of that actor's talent. He's such a good actor. Timothy Spall is one of the greatest actors. Yeah actors of our time and i feel bad for him because he always plays like a slithery piece of shit that's my problem with the movie is you can tell it's the direction because there's so many weird things happening you're like mm. that's like valdi in the next chapter listeners just Ooh. wait Ooh. when he's Ooh. like boop nobody goes and i wait with his head he does a lot of head gestures in the next chapter. that's how he talks ray fines is an incredible actor if you can go bootleg him as coriolanus he is an insanely good he's actor. He's a very good actor. And my favorite things he does are never when he looks his best. No. Physically. You're no. a Coriolanus. You're a Coriolanus. <laughs> Let's get into my point. Plus 50 to Harry, because this is traumatic. You're just giving it to him because he's traumatized? Yes. I mean, these are my points. <laughs> Very traumatic. This is bad. It's bad. It's a bad time. 50. 50 is a lot. Plus 50, Cedric, because he did. Are you going to give Skinny Dick 50 <laughs> points because he has to cut off his hand? No, I'm taking away 150 because he. Because we hate him. Because he is. But cutting off your hand is traumatic. Excuse me. He brought the fucking Lord of Death. Like, he could have drowned that shit. He brought that meat baby blood penis motherfucker <laughs> back to life. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying. baby blood penis. That's your new drag name. And shut up. Negative 50 to Voldemort because he's back and he's bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Meet baby blood fetus. <laughs> and it's Tara. And she comes up and she sings, I will survive. Wearing Lady Gaga's entire meat dress. That's right. I can't fit in that, bitches. I'm a big girl. girl Dear man. listeners, we have consumed many alcohol. This is the fourth bottle of Red Blend. I, she was about to say it's the fourth bottle of Apothic Red. It is not. But if it were, Apothic Red, why are you not sponsoring us? The rest of the wine that I have is a Menage de Trois and then two other Apothic. Thrilling. An Vent Ladder, sponsor us, and Apothic Inferno. Theater. I think we've gone through six bottles. This is, I think, bottle four. No, it's more than that. This four is exactly five. what the listeners I think maybe the only thing we have left is You can get this out. <laughs> we'll see. I'm the the listeners are used to this shit. <laughs> With the next episode, we're going to be in chapter 33. 33. The bitch is back. The, the bitch eaters. is back. The bitch is back. Ugh. So, yeah, the bitch is back because Lucia's mouth the, in this Oh, chapter. yeah. The pink lady? Fucking, oh, the oh, pink, pink lady God, is not the bitch. She is 
the bitch. Okay. We only have this many pages. I know. It's like half Goosebumps book. It's like nothing. 645, 644. It is 1034 p.m. Less than 100 pages. Let's also talk about how this is episode 97. At this point, I have edited 97 of these things. How? I do not understand how that happened, why that happened, who that happened. We're getting very close to 100th episode. Get ready. It'd be fun. It's probably going to be fun. We have some ideas. We're going to play some games, maybe. Are we playing games? Yeah. You have ideas. I was like, sure, that sounds good. So get ready. Are we going to have multiple people on the episode? Do you want to do it? We could. Do you want to be on that episode? Yeah, I want to be on that episode. Cool. (laughs) I'm going to have a party and we'll be talking. I'm going to rewrite my will and Olivia's going to be my replacement when I die. Well, that took a turn. So we'll see you next episode where we discuss the Death Eaters. Yep, oh, the Death Eaters. Guys. So, bonsoir. Bonsoir. Wait, I thought, I thought everyone was going to say bye in a different way. That's like basically the same thing as French. Guten Tag. It's not tag, it's... Guten Nacht. You don't say Guten Nacht unless you're going to sleep with someone. So oh. you say Guten Tag. Is that true? Yeah. No, I'm German, bitch. Germans, me, excuse me. Germans, email us and let us know if that's true. Do you <laughs> have Germans who listen to this? We don't know. know. I don't know. Where's the stop button? Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Edited by me, Adam Bowers. And published by me, Tara Corkery, and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please review and rate us five stars on your app of choice. And be sure to share us to all of your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Sometimes I update that. Basic Snitches on Instagram. Also, we have a Facebook page. And email us anything you want to or specifically answers to our questions on our segments. BasicSnitches at gmail.com. But don't send us dick pics, please. That's nasty. But do send us liquor. Thanks. Yeah. Aloha, Mora. Oh, now people can get into your house. They're on their toe. But they don't matter because now you're a water goblin. Bye. Bye.